0: podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated Sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters as always, and we are very excited to welcome a very special guest to the show. Not the first Kraus to appear on our show, (laughs) we'll have you, but we're super excited to be joined by newly extended Lawson Kraus. Lawson, welcome to the PHX Coyotes podcast. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on,
2: buddy. I guess we should start, and I asked you this uh, at the on the uh, Zoom call the other day. But have you had a me- more meaningful summer than the summer of 2022?
1: <laughs> uh, no, um, this has obviously been probably the biggest life changing summer for myself and Claire, and um, it's been exciting. A lot of uh, very good things happening. So. Um, you know, very excited and very happy about how this summer has, you know, played out for myself, and for uh, for Claire and and for the dog. So it's all good. <laughs> We're just calling him the dog? We're just going to go with the dog? The no, dog, yep.
2: <laughs> uh, sounds like butter's in trouble or something. Um, obviously, everyone knows the recent news that the Coyotes assigned you to a five-year extension. Pretty lucrative deal. I know you're happy about that. We'll get to all that in a minute. But there was... There was a major event that preceded this, and you shared some of the details, some really funny details about uh, your trip to Paris and the south of France, your marriage proposal to Claire. Um, I want to get inside that moment a little more. You, t- you told me you had to lug the ring around all day in a box, and you were you were pretty certain that she probably saw it. But when you get to that magic moment, how did you know this was the time, I'm going to pull the trigger now, and, and what did it look like? What, what did you do in that moment?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, people always, I mean, I guess I should say girls always dream of, you know, that special moment for themselves. And, um, you know, I knew we were going on a very nice trip, um, obviously over to Paris and then France and then, um, over to O'Brien's wedding. But, uh, other than that, I really didn't have, um, much planned in terms of how I was going to ask. And, um, you know, the more I was thinking about it, it why not do it in the city of love? And, um, we were there for two full days. And the first day I also had the ring on me, but it was in like my little bag that I was carrying around, like with my passports and the cash and stuff like that. So um, it was a little bit more hidden. But um, the second day I was like, okay, I'm going to do it at some point today. Um, We had a few things lined up. Um, We were walking through like the nice garden um, in front of the Louvre uh, Museum. And at that point, it didn't really feel like, um, you know, the timing was right. And then uh, we actually went out for a nice lunch. Um, I forget what the place was called. I think Lulu or something down in front of the museum. And it was a great spot. But again, I just didn't really feel it. And then um, we had plans to go out for a really nice dinner. Um, probably one of the nicest dinners I've ever been a part of. Um, you know, we had a, a lot of great chats at dinner, obviously, spectacular food. Um, and then. She actually went to the bathroom and I was asking the guy, I was like, hey, like, we're not far from the Eiffel Tower, right? He's like, no, it's like a five minute walk. There's like a beautiful bridge there. You can go um, watch the the lights sparkle. So we actually did that the night before. So I knew that every hour on the hour it would sparkle. And um, so we showed up like maybe 9.59 and then, you know, a minute before and the nerves, you know, start to hit. You're like, this is the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then 10 o'clock hit and I was like, okay, no sparkling yet. What's going on here? <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. hit still nothing. I was like, okay, maybe their clocks are off for some reason <laughs> right now. Um, but I guess at that point it was really beautiful because the sun was setting like the sun sets uh, a little bit later over there than, than here, just based on the area, uh, the North area that it's in. And, um, I found out that 11 o'clock was when it first starts. And then from there on out, it's every hour on the hour. Oh. <laughs> so I actually had a good recommendation of a nice um, rooftop um, bar that we were going to go to after because I was trying to look for places to go celebrate after. So I was like, hey, you know what? Let's go there right now. Uh, we ended up going to this place and it was like spectacular, like um, live music, um, great vibes, um, a lot of people. Um and just a beautiful view of the Eiffel Tower. And then, you know, I'm watching my phone. We're having drinks. Uh, 1030 happens, uh, 1045. I was like, all right, well, we, we should get going. And Claire looks at me and she's like, we're having so much fun. Why should we leave? <laughs> oh, no. I was like, no, we're leaving. We're leaving. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so I managed to get her out the door. Uh, we got over there. And then, sure enough, uh, the moment happened. I went for it. And uh, very happy that I did.
3: Yeah, but but you know what, though? For guys just like you set that bar pretty high for everybody else right now. Like the sparkling lights in Paris after rooftop drinks. (laughs) Good Lord. Like,
1: well, I mean, I know a lot of people like uh, do like certain things. Like I've seen some people do like uh, banners in the sky. Like, will you marry me? There was nothing that like of that nature. I was just like, it was just funny because I truly, I had not one clue of when I was going to do it or how I was going to do it. I just wanted the moment to feel right and about love and, you know everything that the relationship and, and you know the future should feel like. That's so that's kind of that's. Awesome. It's, going
3: it's awesome. I think there's there's people tearing up right now listening <laughs> to this on audio. Like that's <laughs> really honestly because what I uh, you want to be able to look back at this 10, 20, 30 years from now when you're telling your kids and your grandkids, and it's an unbelievable story.
2: Yeah, yeah. buddy, I did mine on a bike path in Madison, Wisconsin, overlooking the lake. And as soon as I knelt down, my my now wife said, "Get up! What are you doing?" <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's all. Awesome. The food is yours.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh ahead. Lord. No, you you carry on, Craig. You got a, a so whole we list gotta there.
1: ask. Have you set a wedding date? Uh, actually, we just got back from viewing a, a venue today, so um, you know we were pretty happy with the venue. So. I think we found the venue now. It's just about locking in a date, obviously. Um, you know, with COVID that happened over the years, a lot of dates got pushed back. So yeah, um, a lot of venues are, are pretty tied up, but we're going to try and see if we can make something. We'll,
3: we'll get off the wedding eventually, but are you hands-on? Are you like looking through wedding books and cakes and dresses <laughs> and like flower arrangements? Or are you just going to show up? <laughs>
1: it's funny because uh, I say that I'm just going to show up and, you know, um yeah kind of uh you know it's as much as it's a special day for us both it's uh it's more of a day for her to you know have everything that she's ever dreamed of so i'm 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 here for the ride but uh i hope to just be able to show up but i'm assuming claire thinks (laughs) that i'm going to turn into a a groomzilla here (laughs) and yeah i can see you picking out the flowers yeah i like this arrangement not So maybe ask me again in like
3: uh four or five months. Exactly. (laughs) But it wasn't the only wedding. So you actually while you were over there and you do this amazing proposal, you actually went to a wedding and that's why one of the reasons you went to Europe. How was Liam O'Brien's wedding?
1: Uh phenomenal. Um, you know, it was a reason for us to go on a trip to begin with. So I'm very grateful that, you know, he invited us in. Um yeah, it's spectacular. You know, Europe's just a completely different style than what we're used to—the way of living. Um, so, just to go out, it's definitely made me want to travel a lot more and to be able to go out and see the world. And um, you know, instead of spending your money on you know materialistic things, go out and spend it on experiences and stuff that you'll remember. And um, yeah, it was it was super fun. Obviously, his his family's very nice people. Her family are very nice people, and their group of friends. So. Um, I think I knew a few people going into that wedding and it felt like I left with, you know, 10 or 12 more buddies. So it was an awesome time. I was obviously very happy for, for Liam and Adela and, um, you know, very grateful to be a part of their, you know, life changing experience. So was this a tame wedding then, you know, like pinkies out very proper with (laughs) Liam O'Brien? Uh, honestly, like it, it, probably one of the most fun weddings I've been to. Um, one of the longest weddings I've been to in a good way. Um, but yeah, man, they they can drink over and check. <laughs> you you think you think we know what drinking over what drinking's like in North America? It's nothing to do with the, what they drink over and check. They just beer is like water over there, and it goes down just like water. And uh, you know, I'm pretty sure they would keep going till the sun came up if they wanted.
2: On that note, by the way, Claire said that you ate every carb in France while you were over there, um, <laughs> and there was some photographic evidence that she sent me. So I, I'm just curious if this was an exaggeration. Or if, in fact, you did take advantage of the off-season?
1: Yeah, it was pretty bang on. You know, the food over like it's top-notch. You know, the fresh bread at every meal, whether you're just grabbing a drink, you know, it comes with some fresh bread. And um, I love bread, so any chance I could, I was just bread. <laughs> and down the hatch, usually followed with a bottle of uh, white wine and, you know, a couple uh cappuccinos here and there. And... Yeah. The food over there is spectacular though. Um, that's one thing that I, I really do miss. Um, just, you know, the, the, the midday lunches with a nice bottle of wine and then obviously great dinners. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a very fun and very delicious trip.
0: We'll get to hockey in one second, I promise. But the last travel related question you mentioned, you want to travel more. So what's the next place on your list that you want to go?
1: Yeah, we've talked about it I'd, um we've had a we had a trip lined up to Italy before uh right as covid hit and we had to cancel that one. So, uh that's definitely on our list. Um Greece is another one we want to go to really bad and um Croatia is up there. There's there's a lot of places in Europe and then even reaching out into like Thailand and Bali and stuff like that. Like um I don't know, I think it's just important to go out and see the world and, you know, see the different ways of living and you know, it kind of makes you feel grateful for where you are as as a person and where you where you come from. So, um, yeah, definitely that trip was eye opening for me. Like I've been over to Europe a handful of times through hockey, but never actually on vacation and been able to just relax and have a good time. So it's definitely very eye opening to me and makes me want to travel every year now.
2: Lawson, I know you're you're back in London, Ontario now, and this hasn't exactly been the typical off season for you. But what do off seasons look like for you in Canada? Are you, are you like every other Canadian where you have a cottage on a lake that you go to? Do you work out with other players? What do you do during that time, um, you know, aside from obviously the training that you have to ramp up at some point here soon?
1: Yeah, I guess you could call me basic because I am like every other person in Canada, I guess. Um, yeah, I have a family cottage up on a lake. Um, obviously, this year I've only been able to get up once. Usually I like to get up a, a few more times than that, but um, yeah, in terms of training, uh, we have a great crew here in London. Like it's a fantastic hub for NHL players and up and coming players. So the training is always uh, top notch, um, you know, currently train with like guys like Jordan Kairou, Boone Jenner, um, you know, so guys like that and uh, great inner competition. Um, you know, we take it seriously in the gym. We're always trying to, you know, one up each other when, whenever we can. And um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So we're talking about the off-season
3: training. Are you ramping up now? Are you getting on the ice? And more importantly, when you're coming back to Arizona to really ramp up your training, get ready for training camp?
1: Yeah, I've been uh, I've been skating for a while. Obviously, I knew that I was taking um, you know a trip in mid of July, which is um, not always uh, normal. But so, I mean, I finished the year with, with a broken hand. So I had, you know, kind of my chance to, Take some rest and away from hockey kind of towards the end of the year so i knew as soon as i got back i'd be ready to go and train and then obviously took the break in july and now it's now it's really ramping up um you know on the ice four or five times a week and in the gym every day and just getting ready getting the body ready for training camp but at the same time it's definitely important to you know monitor yourself you can't go too hard all the time um you know Getting older with age, I know I'm only 25, but I can tell you back when I was, you know, 18, 19, I could just go, go, go for hours. Now it's getting a little bit difficult. So just working smart and, um, you know, making sure that I am strong and ready for camp, but also energized at the same time. Uh, what was the second part, sorry? When are you coming here? When are you coming back to Arizona? Uh, so actually, I, th- I think Claire and I are going to try and get back by the last week of August. So, so um, pretty soon. You know, it's on yeah, the yeah. radar. Yeah. It's like if I look at the calendar, I think we only have two weekends left here. So yeah, and we're you, excited to get back.
3: You talked about your hand, any issues, everything's fine. You're a hundred percent and you're ready to go. No issues with your hand at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No issues. I think it was important that I let that heal. Um, you know, when you battle through it, um, it does heal, but it heals a lot slower. So I was uh, happy to make the decision to just, you know, let it heal and not make it any worse. And Um, I knew that if I did that, I would be able to have a full season summer, uh, you know, off season of training. So it was definitely the right call.
0: So take us inside getting this deal done. You ended up with a five year deal, but there's obviously a lot of uncertainty in the next few years here, um, you know, with the rebuild and the temporary arena situation and the proposed arena. So what about a, a five year deal for you was appealing?
1: Well, just, I mean, I've said it uh, probably feels like about a hundred times now, just Arizona means so much to me from an emotional level. Um, You know, ever since day one, I was working with Petey, Craig was around and um, you guys know it's, you know, there's been some good times, there's been some bad times and um, I'm grateful for those experiences. And, um, you know, Arizona means uh, a lot to me with the people, the state, um, obviously the organization, the players and now the new coaching staff i i love my relationship with our head coach and um you know the assistants and obviously the core of the the guys that we have on the team um you know we're a tight group it's it always seems like it's been that way and um you know i just have a deep love and a passion for arizona and i believe in us so i think that's probably the biggest thing just believing that we can come out of this on top and um you know i really truly do um i don't know how long it's going to take but uh, Oh, oh yeah, there we it go. <laughs> There's a couple of girls at the door that were selling Gatorade yesterday. I picked up two, so they're coming. They're double dumping now. <laughs> <off. laughs> oh. oh, sorry, you got the butter. Came out of softy. <laughs> yeah, sure they'll be back around later. I can get them on their second swing
2: <laughs> So Lawson, I asked you this when I spoke to you the other day, but for our viewers, this was a negotiation that went. Obviously, to the very last minute, literally the very last minute that it could have um, right up to the start of the uh, arbitration hearing. Um, were you nervous at all? You had mentioned that you had a lot of discussions with Bill Armstrong, the GM, which which helped probably helped you through this process. Can you take us through those few weeks leading up um, what, what was going through your head and, and what some of those conversations were?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, ever since my exit interview, I, I had great chats with um, with Bill and Um, he told me from day one, like, try not to get stressed out. We're going to, we're going to make something work here. So, um, you know, that it's easier said than done. I just tried my best to just, you know, block it out. And, um, I was very hopeful that we could get a long-term deal done right from the get-go. I I told him I wanted to be here for a long time. Um, so happy it got done. Obviously, like you said, some come down to the wire, some get done sooner. Um, you know, it's just the nature of the business part of the game. And I understood that and. Um, just absolutely thrilled that we didn't have to get into, you know, that arbitration and, um, go through that because yeah, sometimes that does get messy and, um, you know, I wasn't ready to give up on the relationship that I built the last six years and I wanted to keep growing off of it. So I'm uh, very happy that, uh, we got something done.
2: Lawson, we've talked a lot about the opportunity that you got last year, whether it was through the situation or or working with Andre Tourney, the new coach of the Coyotes, Um, but what did you do to take advantage of that opportunity? How did you augment your game? Take us inside the pieces of your game that helped you earn this contract.
1: Honestly, I did a lot of mental work off the ice. Um, You know, it's, uh, you're not going to be a a steady player if you don't believe in yourself. And that was a big thing that I focused on in the off season last summer was just, you know, positive thinking, um, shooting for, you know, reachable goals. I made I actually wrote on a piece of paper. Um, you know, I am a twenty-goal scorer. Um, I wrote a few other things that I won't get into, but um, and I said that to myself nonstop. And um, you know, when you when you put these reasonable goals out there and you stick to it and you believe it, it's one thing to just write it down, but there's another thing to believe it. Um, you know, to, it, it enables you to play at your best. And without that confidence and that belief in your inner self, you're you're not going to go anywhere. And um, you know, I, I've said this a few times now, but. Having that down season the year before was a big eye-opener for myself and um, really taught me how to, you know, grind through those tough times and um, eventually those tough times will lead into good times. So um, obviously, yeah, the opportunity was there at the start of the year and um, just like for many others, and I just did my best to, you know, block out all the noise and go out there and play hockey and play the game that I love and do it with a passion while believing myself and it. It worked out. So now it's another lesson for myself to be able to continue to build on that and to continue – to, you know, have that self-belief and, um, that confidence as a, as a hockey player and as a person.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about that. Cause the reality is now you sign a contract like this, there are greater expectations for you now. So flipping over to the other side of the coin, what are the areas of your game when you examine it, that you feel you still need to work on to improve?
1: Yeah, for me, it's, uh, that playmaking, you know, um, you take a look at, at all the stats and stuff. I, I it, it's no secret. I want to improve on my playmaking and, you know, uh, a lot of our chances are generated off the rush. That's just how the game is. Um, you know, been played over the last few years to speed the skill. And it's about, you know, getting those second and third chances. Um, you know, uh, it's called like the one and done, not just going in on the rush, having one chance and then chasing back the other way and back and forth. It's it's about having that ability to, you know, create those second and third, fourth chances. And yes, that does come with, you know, chemistry with your teammates. But at the same time, it's that, that ability to, you know, read the play and get to that puck and then know where your teammates are and know your outs to, you know, create those second and third and fourth chances. So, um, yeah, that's been one of the biggest things I've been working on. Just, you know, always like shoulder checking and, and locating where my teammates are just so, uh, you know, when you get that puck, the, hockey, the game's come along so, uh, so far with the speed, being able to know where that next play is going to be. And um, I think that will definitely help, you know, create some more offense for my teammates. We talk about
3: your your futility and goal scoring a couple of years ago. You had a lot of chances. You're around it. If there was a post to be hit, it was loss and yeah, health. It. <laughs> it, it, it was amazing. And then last year, on pace for nearly 30, when you come down with the injury at the end of the season and you, you get stuck at 20, which is an amazing accomplishment for an NHL player, that 20 goal threshold is huge you know, we all wanted to say, because we watched all those games, we were, we were rooting for you to get to that 30 number, and it wasn't out of reach. Is that something you, you can look forward to for this year? Have you set that kind of a mark for yourself? Yeah, I got 20. I think I can get 30 in this league. And are you a goal scorer now?
1: Yeah, for sure. I believe in it. And like I said, on that piece of paper a few summers ago, I put 20. Well, I have that same piece of paper now, and instead of saying 20, it says 30. So, yeah. um, you know, I have that belief. And the job's not done. I'm the type of person, um, you know, who always wants to get better. And, um, you know, just because I scored 20, it doesn't mean that I'm going to pack it in. Um, you know, next goal is hopefully 30, 25 to 30 and keep growing and obviously get those assists up. And, um, you know, I've always been a steady defensive player. Um, obviously, that's something that comes naturally, but it's not that I'm not focusing on that. It's just I realize, you know, hey, if I want to keep taking my game to the, you know, the true powerful Uh, power forward that I am um, you know keep working on it
0: not to totally veer us off hockey but I'm going to for a second because I have to ask now that he's made his voice appearance Butter has been on our show before um, (laughs) with Claire obviously last year and at the time there was talk of possibly getting a second dog and you might have been a little outnumbered has there been any progress on those discussions of getting another crunchy Just
1: about every morning I wake up, I receive uh, something on either Instagram or text message of a new Frenchie for sale. I think actually I got one uh, probably about 15 minutes ago. It's it's, it's never ending, but I mean, if Butter could talk, I think he would tell you that he's an only child.
0: (laughs) He definitely gives off that vibe. He's a
1: little bit of a diva. Well, also, what what comes, oh boy, I'm really going to put you
2: on the spot here. What comes first, a second Frenchie or a child? Oh (laughs) god
1: (laughs) Uh, we're getting into it now Uh, lord yeah Uh, i I think it's, it's that's a tough question i mean i think i want to travel and experience the world a little bit more and claire would be right there with you on that same page so um, probably it would be easier to do that with another dog instead of having a, a little child too, you know. Uh, you can't really throw a child in the kennel uh, for, uh, for a week. <laughs> yeah, don't ask Craig about his parenting skills.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Hey, lot, so anyway, I'm going to back to one thing. We, we talk a lot of, around here about the new arena and going to the ASU multi-purpose facility, and, and we get a lot of haters on here saying not oh, terrible for the league. What are your thoughts personally on playing in in the smaller venue for the next, you know, couple of years?
1: You know, I'm, I'm right there with you. There's a, there's a lot of hate and, um, you know, I get it. People, people don't think it's right, but at the end of the day, it's completely out of my control. So, um, you know, I'm completely open-minded about it. I'm actually quite excited to, to see what it's all about. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just truly don't know why people hate on it so much when they, you know, I understand that it's different and, um, you know, it's not really any like NHL size, but I don't quite understand why people hate on it when you know it hasn't even happened yet, and we haven't experienced it yet. Like it could be a really great thing, right? So, um, like we talked about, I don't think there's going to be a bad seat in the house. Um, electric atmosphere, um, you know. It's we've I, I mentioned this to Craig the other day. Like I, I, I believe hockey in the desert. We need hockey in the desert, and um, you know, as NHL players, we have. Uh, I'm not blind to the fact that, you know, we have power over little kids that, you know, look up to us and admire us. And um, Petey, even from my first year in the league, minor hockey associations have come so far and it's so great to see. So, um, you know, if we can keep being that influence at uh, at an NHL level for the state, I think, you know, it's going to make such a difference for all the young kids that are going to be able to come and watch us play and, um, you know, really get that feel of what it's like to be an NHL player.
2: One of the things that I think about with that arena, and clearly it's not going to be 15,000, 16,000 people in the stands, but you know we just we did a tour of it uh, not not too long ago. Um, it's got a low ceiling, and it, it's going to be crowded. Obviously, it's going to be packed in there. I think this place is going to be really loud, and and I have to think players would enjoy playing in that sort of atmosphere, even if it isn't you know fifteen, eighteen thousand fans.
1: Yeah, the way I look at it, like in junior, we had a rink a little bit smaller than this. And when we would pack that thing in playoffs or like a, a Friday or Saturday night, it's like it's loud. And you, you feel the energy on the bench. So, you know, for us to have that at home games each and every day, it's, it's, it's going to be something special. And then, you know, and then we're going to go on the road and be in front of 15 to, you know, 18,000 fans. And imagine how jacked up we're going to be then. So, you know, I think the ultimate goal is to, you know, create a uh, an atmosphere that, you know, we're a tough team to play against at home. And then, you know, we're going to go on the road and play in front of a a huge stadium and we're all going to be so fired up that we're going to be just, you know, ready to run through a wall. So I think it's a, you know, a win-win for the group.
3: Yeah. Well, you've seen your schedule. You better get used to that, that road game feeling right away. Uh, Okay. You signed the five-year deal. So you, you plan on being here and being here in the future. And we talk about the rebuild. We know these are I don't want to say difficult times, but you see the vision of the franchise. You see what they're trying to accomplish. And I know some painful times right now, but what does the future at Arizona look like for Lawson Krause? What do you see this team accomplishing in the next five years?
1: Well, for me personally, I see, you know, this rink deal getting passed. I think that's kind of the biggest thing that we need to happen. And, you know, um, as much as we're going through this rebuild, we've had... uh you know, it seems like a million picks. So, you know, um, obviously we want to grow on this year, but obviously we know that there's a deep NHL draft again next next summer. So, you know, hopefully after that, um, whether we get a very high pick or we don't, we build on that and turn the corner. And, you know, hopefully by that point, we we know 100% what's going on with the new rank and we can just start building for the future. Um, you know, we have a lot of great prospects. We have you know, a lot of great hockey core young guys and even some older guys that have won Stanley Cups. So I think the pieces are there. Um, obviously, we want to come out of this rebuild sooner than sooner than later. And um, the whole reason I signed five years was so that we could come out of it and that I could see, you know, see the see the positives from it and, you know, play in that new rank and then hopefully sign another deal after that in Arizona. So uh, I believe in it. Um, like I said earlier, I don't know how long it's going to take, but Hopefully uh, we can, you know, grow from last year, be a little bit better than last year, and then the next year, let's turn the page and start building. Like, we're ready.
2: Lawson, last thing from me, and then we'll let you go. And I, I know this question is going to make you a little uncomfortable knowing who you are, but uh, you, it's it's just a reality of the situation now. You are one of the most popular players on this team. A lot of people know you. <laughs> they know Claire. They obviously know Butter. Mm-hmm. In some ways, you're like one of these one of these big families in the Valley. Now, do you embrace that role of being, you know, in in some ways transcending the team and being a a face of this franchise and a face of, I guess, sports in the Valley?
1: I mean, yeah, I embrace it. I'm I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for, you know, everything that I've gone through in the desert, everything that I'm about to go through in the desert. And, um, you know, I don't, you know me, I don't overthink things. I just kind of go about my own self and um, worry day to day. And, um, you know, the, the good thing about me is I, I don't try and do things that I think people will like, I just, I be myself and, um, you know, people are either going to like it or hate it. And, um, you know, I feel grateful. I've gotten a lot of love from the fans and, um, from teammates, um, coaches. So, you know, I just, I try not to sugarcoat things. I try and live my life and Claire as well. Um, and, you know, take it for what it is. At 25 years old, Krauser, which is still incredibly
3: young. You've become one of the veteran leaders of this group now. That core group of that 24, 25-year-old guys that have been together from the beginning here in Arizona. Do you see yourself taking more of a leadership role in this organization as you go forward?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, you know, naturally I feel I have leadership qualities that, you know, come out without me even know, knowing it. And um, you know, I'm not blind to the fact that, you know, the young guys and the guys coming in look up to, you know, guys like myself, guys like Keller. So, um, you know, I, I I am looking forward to taking on more of a leadership role and uh, doing whatever I can to help, you know, mentor some of these guys. And um, on and off the ice, I just, you know, try and be a professional each and every day. And, um, you know, if you can make one or two guys a little bit better, um, that's what the goal is to do.
0: Well, Lawson, we can't thank you enough for your time today. i um, really excited for you for this extension and looking forward to seeing you back in the Valley in just a couple weeks here. So thanks again.
1: Hey, no problem, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Crosser. We'll see you at the ice then. Thanks,
0: Lawson. <laughs> Bye. Well, no <Thanks>. problem,
1: you <laughs> Later, buddy. All right. Lawson. See you, Craig. Bye-bye.
0: Well, thank you again to Lawson Krauss. I know a lot of... Fans And you could see it in the comments of our YouTube yeah. chat. Just really excited um, that Lawson's going to be part of this team for at least the next five years. And you heard from his answers. He's, he's really dedicated to, to this team and being a part of this team's future.
3: So we talked about it at the end, the leadership bit. Yeah. They've held out presenting a C for an entire season.
2: Is he on the short list? To me, is yeah, but it's not my decision to make. Obviously, <laughs> Oh, is it, it was? It's Andre Terenzi's decision, <laughs> and, and the player. You know, it's 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 as as Andre has always said, he wants that to develop organically. Yeah. Leaders will present themselves. It will be obvious. He said it'll be obvious to the GM. It'll be obvious to me. It'll be obvious to the team who our captain is. I know Andre believes in more of a leadership group than he believes in handing that seed to one yeah. person. So I don't know how this is going to play out, but. Lawson Krause is certainly a part of the leadership group on this team. And I think by signing the five-year deal, he cemented
3: that for yep. me. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I want to be here because you have heard other players saying, maybe I don't want to be here. Um, maybe I want to go somewhere else during the rebuild. And he's the guy that's committed to it. I want to be here. I want to be here when this team wins. I've been here from the beginning. I want to see this thing through. Loves the Valley. When he said that, it, when I saw it in the comments, a young Shane Doan, that's really what yeah. struck me. Yeah. I went. He's yep. a guy that okay this means something
2: more than the game of hockey Damn, this community so that I was thoroughly impressed with it I, yeah. I you know and I don't want to I don't want to make all the comparisons you don't want to say he's exactly like Shane Doan because right they're obviously their own people but two two qualities that Lawson Krause has that remind me so much of Shane is he has genuine humility first of all uh, you, you know you you'll meet a lot of people who profess to be humble but you can't fake that one. And he is genuinely humble. Um, and then the other thing is he's just genuine period. He talked about that. I'm going to be me. I'm not going (laughs) to try and do something to make people like me. I'm just going to be who I am. And that comes through Whenever you deal with this guy, he is the genuine article. He, Those two things remind me of Shane so much. He's easy to root for. Yeah.
3: And yeah. if you're a Coyotes fan or, or a hockey fan in general, he's a guy you root for because he does things the right way and he's a good person. So I'm excited to see what he can become offensively for this team. Because when you got him, he's you know, a high draft pick from Florida and you go, oh, he's, he's going to be a goal scorer. Well, he really wasn't. He'd be, he was an all around player, 200 foot player, could play physical if he needed to help separate guys from the puck. Now he's a goal scorer. You score 20 goals in a league, you become a goal scorer. So I think it's, I'm excited to see where he can take his game this next season. You've got, you know, you got Schmaltz, Keller, and who knows what young kids are going to emerge through this team in the next year or two. It's gonna be fun to watch. I'm really excited. And I'm I'm glad he took the time. I know the Gatorade sales in the London neighborhood <laughs> went down. I feel bad for those girls sitting out there crying at the front door right now. It's terrible.
0: Well, what, one of the things that stood out was how he wrote down on the piece of paper not just that, like, oh, I'm going to like saying that I am. It's kind of an mm-hmm. affirmation, and the fact that he changed it to 30 and he was so confident in that. We mentioned that he almost hit that. Like seriously, it, it, to me, knowing that and. This I have a similar feeling right now after we interviewed Coach Tierney. It's like the feeling of you w- you would run through a wall yeah. for them. That's kind of how I feel after talking to Lawson and hearing what he has to say and the confidence in this market, in this team, and his own game. I don't know. He might be a an anytime goal scorer if you if you're looking yeah. for one on I the draft. The about, the I will say this
3: about. I will put him on the first. I'll put him on the first game. That's your segue. The first game. I will. I will put him as the first. Not anytime. Ooh, I'll put first. him as the first. First goal scorer of the season on game one.
0: I love that. I love that bet. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'll be betting on Lawson a bunch this season. I already know. And I'll do that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. There's so much once the season gets started that you can bet on, including first goal scorer, anytime goal scorer, anytime point scorer, power play point. There's just so much on there. So check it out if you haven't already. Uh, world juniors odds are on there you can bet on those games so plenty to bet on even when hockey season isn't going on if you haven't already download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use the promo code PHNX make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 that's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details what Hmm. were you gonna say Craig? I was gonna
2: say you know the the gap between 20 and 30 goals you know this PD That's a big leap. Huge. If you are a 30-goal scorer in the NHL, that's a really big deal. Um, You know, I don't know if he'll get to 30. If he can be 20, 25, and get to 25. He was on track for 25 when he got injured. That's a hell of an accomplishment into this league. But it was interesting to hear him say that the playmaking side of it is the the side that he needs to work on. Um, If you look at his assist totals, they haven't been that high. And some of it's the situations he's put Mm -hmm. in, right, whether he's net front or He's receiving a pass off the rush and he's one time he had things like that. But if he can, if he can elevate that side of his game, he can be a point producer, you know, more of a, a high point producer. And that's another way to increase his value to the team.
3: Yep.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think his ceiling that we said
3: is high, but he's got to get into those offensive positions, meaning he's got to get on that first power play unit. You, you got to get on that group. If you want to get 30, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. And those are the situations opportunities. He traditionally doesn't get that first look on the power play. So who knows? Uh, I do know that this, these little victories like loss and Krause. And we say Keller's got a career last year. The fear starts coming in that this team might be too good. <laughs> and, Honestly, we yeah. get. You, you, if you're going through a be- rebuild, you need to rebuild. And we talked about bad for Bedard or dishonor for Connor. You, This is the year. You have to do it again this year. And I know thinking of 82 games of this again is going to be miserable for everybody and all the pack therapy, but you have to do it. You have to go through it if you really want to be a team that's re- competing for a Stanley Cup. And you see this and you get... He gets it. I know he gets it. And I know he understands it, but it's still hard to do in that mm-hmm. room. And they just... They're going to have to find a way to get through
2: another 82-game season. Yeah, because—and and it's not just Connor Bedard. Look, the the chances of getting the top overall pack right. are, are still as— I mean, if anybody knows it, the Coyotes fans know it, that it, it, it's still really hard to do. But this draft has some really elite players at the top. I mean, if you're picking Adam Fantilli, you're still really happy you're getting a big elite center. So they just have to make sure that they're in that, that yeah. group to get one of those picks. Um, and by the way, uh, and, and I had sent this to Sean a little earlier, um, one of the things that, you know, when, when you when you talk about players at, at this level, you think, my God, to, to get to this elite level is such an accomplishment. Lawson Kraus is an athlete, and, and I know this because his dad sent me a video <laughs> last year when they were at Ohio State. He was taking BP. Here we have it right here. Where Lawson just go in yard. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Go in yard Good swing from the left side How of the plate. How about that, huh? Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, he never pursued it, obviously, because hockey was his first love. But, you know, who knows what an athlete, right? Exactly. can like you imagine having those kinds of uh, skills where you could do it in two different sports. But if you can, there's
3: only the only drawback of baseball. Cause if you could be
2: a a pro
3: athlete, yes. sign me up for baseball all day long. Summer in the sun. Like nice and to warm. Play 160 but 162 games. games might be the. Howdy, what's going on for the twins, by the way? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that will be all right. Okay. For, they'll get okay. first place. A lot of injuries right now for the okay. Twins, but but you look at I'm trying to think. What I was trying to segue out of this baseball <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, I was amazed, <laughs> but but there are so many good athletes on this Arizona hockey team this year. I'm I'm curious to see. I've, I've seen the DraftKings over a 65 and a half points last year. They finished with 57.
2: Where does this team end up? <sighs> 65 is too much. I do. I think so.
0: I think it's so well,
2: too. it's too much for to accomplish what they want to accomplish. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll see. I remember this having this discussion last year where we thought, is this team going to be better than we thought? And but look at the individual breakout seasons that people were still able to have and the team was still able yeah. to finish 31st. I think those two things can coexist. And that's what we need. Yeah.
2: For fans.
3: Yes.
0: And
2: remember too, they're good, they're players like on this team now, when you look at a, a Shane Gostisbehere or even maybe maybe a Nick Ritchie. Those are guys that if they perform like they did They're last gone. year, they'll be gone. the trade And, traded traded line. Line. and you also out? look at a team that's got 20 of the first 24 on the road. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't
3: so care so how, how good your team is. That's tough. Yep. That, that, that first 25, 30-game stretch is going to be so emotionally difficult to yep. get through. And we're going to talk about it as the season progresses because Craig's going to be on some of those trips. And you're going to see it's hard. And it's just not hard on the players playing in these road buildings all the time. You're away from your family. The staff is away from their kids and players are away from their kids and their wives and their girlfriends. And guess what? The sun doesn't shine every day when you go to the upper Northeast or the upper Northwest. And yep. It's cold and it, it's not Arizona and you miss the sun every day. We take it for granted here. That 30 days that they start the season with is going to be so difficult I don't know how they can come through that and go, okay, we're, we're, uh, have a winning record through it. I, I don't know how they're going to do it. So I think that that, you pull that into it and go, yeah, I think they might have a tough time again next year.
0: Yeah. Lucky for us when we have our post game shows after many losses, we'll have four peaks in yes. the fridge. <laughs> uh, Craig will be at the games. Yeah, so thanks, he will. Thanks very much. He'll me. be calling in. How do we PD feel about post game
2: our- shows from four peaks? I mean, yeah. I can get there pretty easily from the
0: arena huh. now. That could be fun. Just, Just throwing that out. That could be fun.
2: I drained my
3: fridge of four peaks last night. So
0: yeah, I got to restock.
3: Buddy. I know for no real reason <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> should, we, should we ask for details no, on that? No, no. that I'm on a of kilt lifters. I got to yeah. go restock it. Okay. Well,
0: good thing. Like I said, we'll have a full in our new office that we're moving to. This is our third to last show in this particular studio. But we'll have a fridge and a beer fridge in that new office. Really? Yep. We got a whole so, kitchen. Yeah, we nice. got a whole kitchen. It's going to be amazing. Um, and it's going to be stocked full of Four Peaks. So if you haven't already, try Four Peaks. But you must be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. And please, if you haven't also already, enter the Toast of the Month Sweepstakes. We need our next winner. You can win a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Go to gophnx.com or click on the link in the show notes. I want to quickly get to this because we haven't even talked about this at all. What do you guys think about the term and the money on this extension?
2: I know there was some you know, some national analysis of this saying that the AAV was a little high. And maybe you can make that argument. When I look at this, I say he's giving up three years of unrestricted free agency. So the price is going to jump. That's that's the okay. reality of it because your price, you get more expensive when you're on the open market. Um but when you when you look at a guy who, if you look at his his analytics, for instance, over if you do it over a three year period, well, last season was the only time when Lawson really got the sort of opportunities, you know, that could help him excel in, in certain areas, and and I think he really took advantage of it. So, I still think this is a guy that's on the upward swing of his career. I think he brings other intangibles to the to the table as well. We talked about some of those with the leadership, with the type of character, with as Bill Armstrong always says, we want guys who want to be here and clearly Lawson Krause wants to be there. I think when you put all that together, I get it. I understand this deal. I I, I think yeah. it makes sense. I think it's
3: a win-win. I think it's yeah. a good deal for both parties. And you talk
2: about arbitration, how difficult
3: that process can be on both entities. It, it's, it's hard to come away from that with a happy, good feeling. This is a This has a potential to be a really good deal for the Coyotes if he continues to hit these benchmarks like we talked about offensively. If he becomes a leader, and you look at this, you know, year four and five, this team potentially is now looking at a playoff spot. Well, now he's you've got a guy who believes in the organization. I think that's huge value on this contract. And for Lawson, yeah, he's earned it. I, I I think he's happy. And Bill said that, yeah and yeah. both both parties walk away happy here and that doesn't always happen in in a long drawn out negotiation but I think it's a good number and I'm I'm thrilled to see him in a coyote jersey for the next 5 years I think that's great
0: yeah and he said that hopefully it's not the last contract mm-hmm. he signs here either so yeah. you know in 5 years from now this might be the start of the, the team getting really exciting and really competitive and mm-hmm. you know he he I hope that he earns himself another great deal at that point because he's You know, fans love him here. So really excited for him. One last note before we head out. The World Juniors started yesterday. We talked about it in our audio show. If a
2: World Junior tournament takes place in an empty arena, does it really happen?
0: Holy shit. (laughs) If anyone saw, first of all, watch the game, which I couldn't because I don't have NHL network. I was just reading the tweets and my friend was live texting me. um, A, but B, if you just saw on Twitter, the pictures of the arena. First of all, Coyotes fans very well represented. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: a large percentage. Were. Right.
0: <laughs> boy, oh boy. Yeah,
3: it's interesting because the, everything that's happened in the hockey universe has happened at this at Edmonton Arena. I mean, that was where the bubble was. They've had other yep. world tournaments there. It's a big deal because it's easy with the hotels and restaurants and the way they set up for the bubble. It's easy to have these kind of events here. The problem is, one, you tap out that market because how many how many? Tournaments like this and how many hockey events can they continue to support financially? So I think that's part of it. I think the timing of in August rescheduled. Yeah, is, is really yeah it's really hard. Yeah, you, you, you look at this as a December, January, you know, event. And I think it, it does extremely well in the middle of hockey season. Hockey's buzzing all around North America and the world. And now it just isn't. And it doesn't have that same feel as a regular World Junior tournament, so I don't know if that's part of the problem. Craig, you mentioned the price of tickets; uh, it's 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 a big big ask um, for the price of the tickets right now. I'm yeah. I'm surprised still though.
2: Yeah, it's a big ask when you consider. Well, I mean, and this this is beyond anyone's control, other than Vladimir Putin's Russia's not there, right? <laughs> yeah. So you don't have a, a marquee team there, and a lot of these teams are missing stars, right? Yes. There's a lot of good players. So. I don't know. And, and maybe know. as the tournament,
3: you know, Canada, if Canada if right. Canada goes five and zero oh and they're playing in the in the semifinals against the Americans, the building will be rocking. I mean, it's again, you you we talked about this yesterday, that you got Austria and Latvia and the teams that aren't going to compete as well. Even Germany that the Americans beat yesterday five to one. Um, there are teams that they're the haves and the have nots. And once they separate that and get into the medal rounds, I think you'll see bigger crowds. More importantly, the hockey is going to be extremely good. That American team, that's a good hockey
0: he team. It's saw Logan cool got on the board last yep. night yes, did.
3: driving so. the net on the power play uh, he's showing some speed and some yep. skill um I, I like this american team the way they look but we've got to see them against um the swedes
0: right yep definitely well for those who are actually in the crowd <laughs> yeah the, the the few and far between Seriously. um i am sure some of them stocked up on foco before they went to edmonton um and why wouldn't you? Because it's the leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. Foco's got you covered with the best Arizona merchandise. They've officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids, and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to crocs. Head on over to Foco.com. That's F O C O.com. Or click the link below in the description for all non presale items. Use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. Um, if you haven't read Craig's story on Lawson Cross already, go, do so at gophnx.com. It gets a little bit more into the details of. And it's the- unlocked. In the engagement and all of that stuff. So that was fun. Um, But also just more details in general. And there's quotes from Bill Armstrong in there as well. So become a member at gophnx.com to access all of the other stories behind the paywall as well. Sign up for an annual membership. Get a shirt from the locker when you sign up or try your first month just 50 cents. If you want to do month to month, join the members only discord as well. We have a blast in there. We got another Coyotes player joining us tomorrow. Lots of players on our show this week. Uh, New Coyote Nick Bukestad will be on our show tomorrow live at 11 a.m. as well. So we'll get to know him. Um, kind of different ends of the spectrum. You know, Krause, he's well-known and, you know, just dying an extension. And we got Nick, so we'll yeah. get to know him a little bit tomorrow. Nick and Petey tomorrow.
2: might talk Minnesota for
0: yeah,
3: the entire gonna show. A Yeah, it's going to be a <laughs> Minnesota Hockey Love Fest tomorrow for yeah. sure. We're going to talk Minnesota <laughs> High School. We're talking the Beauty League. A lot of Minnesota Hockey talk tomorrow. I'm a big fan. I'm telling you. Yep. So I'm Yeah, I'm you were stoked him on the show. when they him. I signed like him as a player, yeah. too. I think he fits in with this team. I, I think he's going to be... Um, he's going to be a big piece of what they're doing this season. I, I really like Nick Buse said.
0: Yep. Any final notes before we head out? I it. Yeah, I, I I do. Okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> can, can we, like this studio, I'm, I'm bought how it was Studio B because maybe it's a good thing, but I can't see Craig. Like that <laughs> microphone, these microphones stands just are, are hard and unruly. I know no one cares, like first first world problems, but I can't see Craig because the microphone's in the remember way. Remember
0: when you didn't have a rant on Friday? I, you're like, I rant about everything. I
3: know,
2: I do rant about it. <laughs> no, everything. I can't see okay. him the whole show, I, so i got to lean forward. I think it's uh, the pillow that I gave Leah. It, was so it, did. it did push me forward. Yeah, forced her to raise the... Uh, microphones
3: it out. is, it might be. It is very show.
0: comfortable it might be it is very comfortable
2: on board with the sorry now
0: yeah i just I'm had in a the a
3: street chicken strips just saying
0: yeah craig's yeah. a trendsetter for sure and we have to
3: move all this stuff out. very low-key trendsetter yes, we do. What? We what?
0: Do. I, yeah. we'll get into more of that on friday um
3: can so. we start taking stuff apart on friday
0: sure why not are
3: we the last show in the studio no. no
0: no unfortunately can we, we
3: take memorabilia i said that all has to go to the new studio
0: okay <laughs> anyway be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel phnx sports um, will be live thursday and friday at 11 a.m follow phnx sports across all social platforms if you haven't filled out the arizona sports bingo card that was just tweeted out this morning at phnx underscore sports it's really fun um sending your submissions there's a few applicable to being a coyotes fan on there as well and then follow us on twitter at phnx underscore coyotes we appreciate your support thanks again to lawson kraus for joining us today and for to Butter for giving his two cents to the, the <laughs> yeah, Gatorade girls yep. at the door. <laughs> and everybody, thanks so much for watching and chiming in with your comments. As always, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast as well. We'll be back here live at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday.